let's talk about getting in the mood. That's right, the mood. You know, when you want to get intimate or perhaps after you've already gotten intimate, be it by yourself or with a partner, there is something you need to have on your nightstand and that's MOD. MOD is redefining what sexual wellness and modern intimacy looks like. They are creating this whole new chapter in the outdated sexual wellness industry. MOD makes modern body safe and high quality essentials for before, during, and after sex. They have a whole variety of products like vibrators, lubricants, and condoms. Their products are absolutely beautiful with a lot of attention paid to design, sustainability, and simplicity. Basically, if sexual wellness had a name, it would be MOD. Honestly, these are products you want to be seen in your bedroom instead of hiding them. They will take you places you have never been before. And guess what? You are all getting a treat from MOD. As a partner, MOD is giving $5 off your first order on all products with the code RENEGADE. Head over to getmod.com, use RENEGADE as your promo code. That's getmod.com and use RENEGADE to get $5 off your first order. Enjoy the mood setting. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. This is your host, Harrison Smith. You're watching American Journal, Infowars.com, and band.video. We have so much to cover today. Just so many videos, so many articles, and of course your phone calls as well. So let's not waste any time and get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for the 14th of June, 2022. Arsonists with a hammer and flare attack office of GOP lawmaker in Washington state. Here's the video. You can see the two men approaching the building, smashing with a hammer. The other one lights the flare and tosses it in. Oh, just a little domestic terrorism on a Monday afternoon. Two males appearing at terrorists attacked the offices of Washington State Representative Andrew Barkas early Monday. With one attacker loudly smashing a window and the other tossing a lit flare through the broken window, the attack was captured by a ring security camera. Video of the attack was posted online by Barkus's fellow Republican lawmaker J.T. Wilcox, the House Minority Leader, saying early this morning a window was smashed and lit flare was tossed in the office of my seatmate Andrew Barkus. The building also houses the office of the House Republican election campaign. Fortunately, the flare landed on masonry floor and the building survived. So you can just add that, add that to your increasingly long list of leftist terroristic attacks. Thankfully, uh, nobody hurt or injured in this one, which is good because now we can put a stop to this increasing trend before it gets out of hand. It's good news. Will we do it? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, we have this story. UK Health Agency says 99% of monkeypox cases are gay men. A survey of monkeypox cases by the UK Health Agency has found that 151 out of 152 participants are men who identify as gay, bisexual, or men who have sex with men. It's <laughs> a lot of words to say gay. Just gay. Uh, a survey of, uh, found that 311 of... 314 cases were men with just three confirmed female cases. And of course, early outbreaks of monkeypox originated at a gay sauna in Spain and a fetish festival in Belgium. 
I think I read about this in the Old Testament. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. But of course, we know that it is completely unacceptable and we will not even broach the subject of limiting or restricting any sort of pride festival goings-on this month. We won't hear of it. Expression of homosexuality is a sacred right that will not be infringed, unlike, you know, going to your grandmother's funeral or singing in church. These things we can do away with. They can be crushed out of existence for the mere speculation that it might potentially in some way possibly infect somebody with the flu, shut it down, grandma gets buried alone, okay? But when it comes to rioting in the streets with tens of thousands of people over a uh, overdose victim with Black Lives Matter or having gay island orgy sex, these things are not to be restricted, not to be curtailed, and continue regardless of whether they're helping to set off a sort of global pandemic collapse. Okay, just so we're clear where our priorities are, folks. <laughs> oh, good Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Doctors uh, trying to determine why so many people are suddenly dying. Healthy young people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from a mysterious syndrome as doctors seek answers through a new national register. People under the age of 40 are being urged to go and get their hearts checked because they may be potentially at risk for having sudden adult death syndrome. SADS. Sudden adult death syndrome. Folks, if you buy that, if you actually fall for that, if you actually think that what's going on is unexplained or that professionals are scratching their heads and doing their best to figure out what's really going on, might I suggest you attend an orgy on an island during Pride Month? Just, just go away. Just go away. If you believe that sudden, if you read this article... Without bursting out laughing, you need to go away now. You're a danger to all of humanity. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. We'll be back finishing up here with your Daily Dispatch, our final two stories. This one about the... Summit of the Americas happening right now in Los Angeles. Biden commits $645 million fighting food shortages in Latin America. Eh, not the U.S. Not the, no, not the U.S. Now we're going to spend $645 million fighting food shortages in Latin America. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, what do you even say about this, right? It's just... Uh, Sure, you know, taking in, taking in millions upon millions of their citizens, supporting their entire economies, leaving the borders open so the criminal cartels that operate as shadow governments in those countries continue to flourish, grow, and expand their terroristic regimes while simultaneously being the primary source of income for them in remittances from this country. It's just, it's nice. It's nice. But, you know, it's sort of a back and forth, right? They get hundreds of millions of dollars. We get their people. They get food supplies and medicine, safety. 
security and defensive alliances, and we get uh, burritos? I don't know. I don't know what we get. I'm not sure what we get. I don't think think this is uh, less of a cooperation, more of a parasitical sort of arrangement. It's good, but it's great. It's great. It's good. It's good for everybody. That's the that's the ultimate uh, setup. I think everybody wants not two entities, each independent, each drawing on each other's strengths, each sharing responsibility and helping one another. You know, maintain stability and peace and prosperity in a cooperative arrangement. It's so much better to have one entity in a continual state of collapse and destruction and the other state feverishly trying to make up for it while making all of the problems worse. It's good. So good. And we have this story finally. January 6th panel targets Trump's election defense fund as it pushes for DOJ indictment. Yesterday was the second episode of uh, the the series finale of the Republic of America. Members of the House Select Committee on January 6th are saying the panel has enough evidence for a federal indictment of former President Donald Trump as it targets his 2020 re-election campaign's election defense fund. A lawyer for the committee said in testimony Monday that the fund, which collected about $250 million from donors after Election Day 2020, was non-existent, saying the Trump campaign knew these claims of voter fraud were false, yet they continued to barrage small-dollar donor, uh, small donors in emails encouraging them to donate something called, uh, to something called the Official Election Defense Fund, said Amanda Wick, senior investigative counsel for the January 6th committee. Wick said the Save America PAC was set up a day after the election took place, and the majority of the, con- of the contributions to the Election Defense Fund were applied to the PAC, to the PAC. Uh, California Democrat Re- uh, Representative Zoe Lofgren said the campaign was raising money off lies about widespread voter fraud. Not only was there the big lie, there was the big ripoff, she argued. California Rep. Adam Schiff told ABC News on Sunday that he would like to see the Justice Department investigate any credible allegations of criminal activity on the part of Donald Trump. You really have to admire these people. They're so dogged in their pursuit of justice. You know, it doesn't matter where it leads them. They're, they follow the the scent of malpractice they follow the path of criminality to wherever it leads it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter what they did you know if it's if it's trump supporters that are getting fleeced they're going to get justice for them because they care so much about them you know it's great just to see such honorable single-minded respectable people occupy the uh, seats of our government it really is amazing. I'm an idiot, by the way. I'm a stupid. I'm a stupid moron that falls for any lie, and so I understand that January sixth committee is just doggedly pursuing the truth, regardless of any other political imperatives or narratives that are established to create some sort of political advantage for them. They don't care about any of that. See, I'm a big stupid moron that falls for anything, so I know that what they're doing. It's based entirely on the rule of law and their deep, deep-held love of this country and its constitution, okay? Because I have an IQ of 50. Do you understand? Do you understand? I get it, guys. I understand. I, I get it. You guys are just good, honorable, decent, respectable, God-fearing, law-abiding citizens who have taken on the burden of investigating and destroying your political opponents coincidentally. <laughs> it's just a, just a happy coincidence that happened. You know, again, I don't know if people 
are really understanding what's going on. And we'll, we'll talk about it. That's it for your Daily Dispatch. I mean, that's the last story is that January 6th panel uh, convened to once again present a show trial in which the judge is the prosecution and they present their case without any interjection or uh, rebuttal by the uh, defendant in the in the matter. So it's the same thing we've seen over and over. This time it focused on uh, claims of voter fraud without actually enumerating a single one of the claims, without actually getting into a single detail at all whatsoever, and we'll show you videos uh, about that. But I was thinking about this. I was thinking it'd be a good skit, and uh, turns out that's easier just to tell you my skit ideas while live on the air than actually try to produce them. <laughs> but the problem is that it, these things happen so quickly, by the time you produce a skit, it'll be over. But what I'm imagining is something like the Republican Committee on Completely Missing the Point, right? The Republican Committee on completely being blind to the big picture, where it's like, what are the Republicans even concerned about at this point? Is anybody on the Republican side interested in the fact that the Democrats are holding a show trial on national television and convicting people outside of the judiciary and then bringing the judiciary in to help lend some legitimacy to this clearly unconstitutional and partisan witch hunt. I mean, is are any of them concerned about this? And if they are, are they concerned about the incredibly disturbing and troubling constitutional questions this brings up? Or is it more like they're worried about how much money is being spent on this? And that, that's, what the, that's what the skit would be. It would be like the Demo- – there are, there are Ukrainians dying right now. They need our bombs. They need our weapons. But the Democrats are spending time and money prosecuting political dissidents. Do you know how much money they're spending to hold unconstitutional public show trials to convict innocent people of crimes they didn't commit? Do you have any idea how much money they're spending to do that? Money that could be going to Ukraine right now. We don't want them spending this much money on – completely subverting the constitution and you know throwing people in prison without their due process it's too much money being spent on that it's like you know no it's not the money being spent on it it's not the attention going to it it's the fact that if it was free it would still be a horrifying violation of our most basic foundational principles fair process due process transparency an apolitical judiciary. Like, it's it's destroying all of these things. Do you care? Does it even bother you? Do you even recognize that it's happening? Sure, it's kind of ridiculous in a time period in which baby formula is not on store shelves and inflation is costing the average American family an entire paycheck a month. And when we're fomenting war on the other side of the world, with no end in sight and no attempt to even justify our participation. Sure, there's lots of other things we could be worried about, and it is outrageous that this is what the Democrats are focusing on and that they've spent so much time and money on this. It's not the fact that they're spending time and money on this. It's the fact that the thing they're spending time and money on is the metaphysical jackhammer undermining the foundation of our entire country. Like, that's the point, you guys. (laughs) Do you not get that yet? I don't think they do. I really, I don't think it's sunk in yet for anybody what's going on. It's very strange. It's very easy to see. It's not complicated. It's not hidden. It's not something you have to 
be a genius to figure out. They're doing it right in front of you. The only things I've heard from the Republicans are just tepid, little, little tepid uh, interjections. Excuse me, how much money is this costing? Shut up. We're imprisoning political dissidents. We're very busy. We're very busy throwing peaceful protesters into prison. Leave us alone. The Internet and talk radio are on fire with the slogan, Alex Jones was right. People ask, what's it like to be vindicated? Well, it's actually a very sick feeling because I knew this was coming. I tried to stop it. And now everything I've talked about is going to become more important than ever because the globalists aren't hiding it anymore in policy reports and documents. It's now out in the open. Klaus Schwab said last week that they rule the earth. The Bilderberg Group founded Davos Group. So now the fight's out in the open. They're making their move because they know they're behind schedule. We're going to win this thing. God's watching. The children are counting on us. I just want to thank the viewers and listeners for your word of mouth and your prayer and your financial support because without you, InfoWars would not be here. So I want you to really internalize the fact that you are the InfoWar and you are the reason humanity has a fighting chance. So I want to thank you and salute you again for all you've done and ask you now to redouble your efforts. I don't care if you work in a cafeteria or pump gas or whether you're a farmer, a rancher, a doctor, a lawyer, or a millionaire. Fortune and Money Magazine have all done these profiles. You see it every year. 30 different tax returns, 30 different answers. 50 different tax returns, 50 different answers. And almost all of them just screw you over, especially the big firms and and, and the big tax groups, because they're part of the system and they don't want the general public understanding this and knowing this. So it's a very important situation with inflation and all the things out there hurting everybody. To be able to do things tax-wise that's legal and lawful that allows you to keep more your money. We wouldn't even be here if I hadn't gotten great tax advice in the last few years. The only way you fail is not writing down the URL, jonestaxrelief.com, one word, jonestaxrelief.com, or call 833-900-4285, 833-900-4285. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. We're going to talk about the January 6th show trial that took place last night. The focus was on what they call the big lie, or what I like to call it, the big lie. (laughs) They're referring to the big lie that the election was fraudulent and the Democrats cheated in order to win. To me, the big lie that that's a big lie, it's... A little complicated, but we live in a sort of recursive lie fugue state that requires a higher cognitive ability to unpack and comprehend. I'm kidding. Of course, it's not that complicated. It's all very blatant and obvious what's happening. Although I don't think I've seen it expressed better than by a Twitter user called Jason Beal at J.A. Beal. He says this. There are some familiar parallels between the trajectory of this January 6th narrative and the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. 
reckless and calculated accusations and conclusions of guilt, followed by congressional congressional committee investigations designed to selectively develop and release evidence that supports the dim narrative. Unrelenting, uncritical, and enthusiastic partisan support from every sector of the news media. Standards of evidence that amplify and endorse unsubstantiated but damning accusations and statements by partisan committee members, again with uncritical, supportive treatment by the legacy media. No reporting of once-breaking news allegations and accusations that have been abandoned or factually debunked, not a whisper. They're just dropped from coverage, replaced by a fresh round of hyperbole or a selective leak from a dim committee member reported as fact. All of it seems very familiar. We've been through this before and we know how it ends. So do the Dems. But it's worth it to them. There were no consequences for a four-year sustained Democrat-slash-media campaign to tarnish the legitimacy of the 2016 election, oppose, mischaracterize, and belittle any and all Trump initiatives or successes, and engineer gaslit impeachment hearings with the same goal as the January 6th committee, for no reason other than to try to eliminate Trump from contention in 2024 because they're afraid he'll beat them. Interesting times when history repeats itself seemingly every month. And another thing, perhaps most maddening of all, the fact that the Dems and the media are well aware of all above but choose to insult the intelligence of the entire country to appease themselves, their base, and their collective mission not to beat Trump but to take him out. He says he wrote about a number of these same issues with the Democrats and media three years ago. Nothing has changed in an article for The Federalist called The Public Reckoning Over Russiagate Will Not Be Televised. I think he makes a lot of really good points there. It's the same playbook played over and over. And again, that's what is part of the frustration that I experience covering this stuff. Because you would like to think that we live in a world where some sort of revelation about criminality in the federal government would be met with outrage and appropriate reporting on the subject. You would expect that people who had been fooled for an entire year – by a bunch of shameless, despicable liars, when it's revealed to them that they'd been lied to, you would expect as a human being that there would be some sort of pushback. People who'd been fooled would go, oh, those people lied to me for a year. I fell for that. They made me look like an idiot. They made me look like a total fool because I fell for what they told me and I believed it and I went along with it. Now that I realize, now it's been two years and it's completely undeniable that what they were selling me was completely false – Screw them, right? You would expect some sort of like human reaction to this, but that doesn't exist anymore. So like the Russiagate story is is really just kind of mind-boggling in the way it leads in to January 6th. It's really just evidence of the fact that we're a collapsed, failed state, right? When you can have this level of corruption, this level of cooperation between the media and the establishment to perpetuate lies for a very specific agenda or a very specific political goal and for it to be known that this is the case and to have a two-year investigation come up with absolutely nothing and to have nobody pay the price for it, nobody's punished for it, nobody apologizes for it. And in fact, instead of any of that, they still reference Trump as if he's a Russian agent, as if the investigation never happened, as if All of the evidence that has since been proven false actually was true. I mean, it's it's a little disheartening, I guess you could say, right? Just one of these things where you catch them red-handed, like they're just caught over and over and just nothing happens. They don't do anything about it. Nobody changes. The Republicans don't even bother for their own self-aggrandizement to 
you know, take advantage of these slip-ups. It's pretty infuriating. One of the most infuriating things about all of it is the fact that uh, we knew this was going to happen before the election even took place. Called it out very early on. I'll play a video here that I edited together a month before the January 6th or the um, election of 2020. So it's clip number 22. Again, this was a month before the election happened. This is 120 plus headlines about hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots going missing, being destroyed, being doubled and copied, just just a ton of issues a month before the election. Remember yesterday was the – all the talk was about the fact that voter fraud didn't exist even a little bit, safest election in the history of the world. Clip number 22 here. Uh, this is what the landscape of uh, election security looked like a month before the 2020 election. You have been charging for months that mail-in balloting is going to be a disaster. You say it's rigged, that it's going to lead to fraud. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. I invite you to go through this video on band.video. Just go through point by point. Every one of these headlines is a new story. No duplicate stories. Hundreds and thousands of ballots destroyed, copied, duplicated, found in the trash. Mayoral candidates arrested for fraud. Democrat little rings broken up and arrested. 18,000, 104,000, 140,000, 2,000, 1,000, 9,000. I mean, just over and over and over, 100 plus stories. This is a horrible thing for our country. There is no, this is not, there is no this is not going to end well. Yeah, so we, we called it before the election even happened. We knew that was going to be the case. We knew back in you know, March of 2020, that the lockdown was going to extend through the whole year for the specific reason of they needed the emergency declaration to completely subvert and rewrite the laws without going through a legitimate process and at the behest and direction of Mark Zuckerberg. And again, that was a month before the election. That doesn't even take into account what happened on Election Day. That's what we'll do on the other side. We're going to get into the actual claims of voter fraud and compare it with the statements made by the January 6th committee whose attempt in this case to provide a, you know, un, uh, uncontested prosecution of the facts was even more ridiculous than the first time. They are simply pointing to somebody that agrees with them and going, look, see, they agree with us. So case closed. Oh, look, this person with a vested interest in our side also thinks there wasn't fraud. So case closed, guys. We can all go home. It really is as blatant, as simple, and as debunkable as that. We'll do it. On the other side, we'll debunk it all. Stay tuned. It'll be exciting. The globalists are making their move. Their great reset is here. They're coming for your children. They're coming for the value of your currency. They're coming for your national sovereignty. They're coming for your very bodies with their biomedical tyranny. They're coming for your free speech. They're coming for your privacy. 
And ladies and gentlemen, they're coming for your right to vote and have your representative in government that you and your fellow Americans choose. The new film, the seminal film, the most important documentary ever made in my view, 2,000 Mules, is now available on DVD with expanded extras at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the powerful film with other documentaries discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. Everyone needs this DVD in their library to show everyone you know. We have the tools to bring these criminals to justice. They're planning to run the same scams again. This film can stop them if you take action. InfoWarsStore.com. 2,000 mules. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. In 1814, we took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down to mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we caught the bloody All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We fired our guns and the British kept From New York Times, January 6th, inquiry presses Republican lawmakers about Capitol tour. Uh, this is a story from uh, May 19th, which was setting the stage for the January 6th uh, committee show trial hearing that was being held here. They're saying Mr. Loudermilk was, uh, had brought constituents into parts of the Capitol complex the day before the riot, but he said the visit had been innocuous. And, of course, Just the News reports Capitol Police debunked January 6th panel allegation. GOP lawmakers helped rioters surveil the complex. In a major blow to one of the Democrat-led January 6th investigative committee's allegations, Capitol Police chief declared Monday there was no evidence that Republican Party Barry Loudermilk led a group of protesters on a reconnaissance mission the day before the riots. Capitol Police Chief J. Thomas Manger appointed since the January 6th tragedy, wrote in a letter to Congress obtained by Just the News that an exhaustive review of security footage found no evidence that the Georgia congressman did anything other than give constituents a tour of some congressional office buildings. The congressman did not even enter the U.S. Capitol with the group, Manger said. So again, yet another complete, total, baseless conspiracy theory falsehood printed in the newspaper of record, the New York Times. I have not seen a retraction of that so far. In fact, I downloaded and printed this story, uh, which still makes these claims earlier today. Takeaways from the uh, show trial yesterday include former AG Barr saying that uh, all of the claims were, were bull crap. In fact, let's go to some videos now. We'll just, we'll talk about it. And we'll respond to them. We'll go first to clip number 10 here. I think this is uh, MSNBC's four takeaways from the second day of the January 6th committee hearings. Let's hear what uh, this very important and deliberative, totally legitimate body had to say. This morning, we'll tell the story of how Donald Trump lost an election and knew he lost an election and as a result of his loss, decided to wage an attack on our democracy an attack on the American people by trying to rob you of your voice in our democracy. And in doing so, lit the fuse that led to the horrific violence of January 6th. Yes, conviction by metaphor, folks. Four takeaways from the second day of the January 6th committee hearing. A, quote, intoxicated Rudy Giuliani told Donald Trump he should just declare President victory. Trump rejected the advice of his campaign experts on election night. 
and instead followed the course recommended by an apparently inebriated Rudy Giuliani to just claim he won and insist that the vote counting stop to falsely claim everything was fraudulent. Former Fox News political editor Chris Steyerwalt said Trump used red mirage to justify fake election allegations. The phrase red mirage refers to the sense that the Republican candidate is winning because they tend to vote in person on Election Day. Trump's closest aides, including former attorney uh, William Barr, told him the claims the election were stolen were wrong. I was somewhat demoralized because I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with, uh, with uh, he's become detached from reality if he really believes this stuff. A $250 million raised by the Trump uh, campaign's election defense fund did not fund his campaign initiatives. Throughout the investigation, we found evidence that the Trump campaign and its surrogates misled donors as to where their funds would go and what they would be used for. So not only was there the big lie, there was the big ripoff. And that's what it's all about. You get what they're doing here, right? The January 6th committee isn't about investigating what happened on January 6th. It's about the fraud Trump committed. See, now they're investigating the fact that Trump committed fraud by raising money on voter fraud allegations. And, and that's, what, that's what really this is all about. You know, they've, they've discovered the real crime here, and they're going after that. You get what's going on? Do you understand what's happening here? They're, it's a fishing expedition. They're going for anything that they can try to bring criminal indictments against Trump on. Start investigating one thing, move to something else, make some sort of different claim here, charging with this over here. They're working with the DOJ uh, throughout all of it. It's just a complete dog and pony show. It is a kangaroo court, and uh, it's as transparent as it can possibly be. But let's go back and revisit one of the points from that video, the uh, William Barr statements. Let's go now to uh, clip number six. Here's Bill Barr again saying he was very concerned about Donald Trump being disassociated with reality because he believed all of this stuff that his eyes were showing him and there we have proof of. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy that he believes things that are true. Let's uh, go to Bill Barr and uh, we'll pause and respond. I told him that the stuff that his people were shoveling out to the public were bull- was bullshit. I mean that the claims of fraud were bullshit. And, uh, you know, he was indignant about that. And um, I reiterated that they'd wasted a whole month on these claims on the Dominion voting machines, and they were idiotic claims. And uh, I specifically raised the Dominion voting machines, which I found to be among the most uh, disturbing allegations, disturbing in the sense that I saw absolutely zero basis for the allegations, but they were made in such a sensational way that they obviously were influencing a lot of people, uh, members of the public, that there was this systemic corruption in the system and that their votes didn't count and that these machines controlled by somebody else were actually determining it, which was complete nonsense. And it was being laid out there. And I told them that it was that it was uh, crazy stuff and they were wasting their time on that. And uh, it was doing a great, grave disservice to the country. So let me let me get this clear. Did you investigate any of the claims? Did you look at any of the evidence being presented? So what we just heard was Bill Barr basically just saying that the allegations 
weren't something he'd heard of before, so he just rejected them outright. You know, it's just, just it's this weird double bluff kind of thing where the reality is sort of terrifying. The reality is that our country's fate is decided using a system that is completely vulnerable to manipulation. And this is not a right or left thing. It wasn't before. Everybody knew that this was the case. Many, many people have testified in front of the Senate, in front of the Supreme Court, in front of many other places. Dominion just lost their, their court battle, by the way. I don't know if you know that. But the claims that Dominion was unhackable and it was impossible that uh, some of the election systems could have been manipulated in some way, like that's been proven to be true very recently. They don't mention that. You don't get any cross-examination asking Bill Barr about that. But the allegation is somewhat disturbing because what it means is that our elections are fraudulent. It means that there's something seriously wrong. It means that we don't know whether our ele- whether you know the people that are in office are ones we actually voted for or whether votes could be manipulated. And so they take sort of the extremity of that accusation, and there's and so they're like, well, it's dangerous to make that accusation. No, it's dangerous if the accusation is real. If if that's real, then we're in danger. The accusation's not real. It's not dangerous. To make the accusation, it's dangerous not to take it seriously. It's dangerous not to look into it and see whether it's true or not. It's dangerous to have somebody like Bill Barr who decided before doing any investigation that he decided that the claims were false, that he wouldn't look into it. In fact, he prevented his department from looking into these things. Story at Gateway Pundit flashback, former AG Barr shut down investigations into a trailer load of 288,000 ballots into Pennsylvania from New York in the 2020 election. Barr refused to provide whistleblower protection to the person who exposed what was happening. Now the USPS will not provide the investigation report. So what gives? Truck, dri- truck driver Jesse Morgan moved mail from the US for the U.S. Postal Service and came out after the election and shared his story of how he hauled tens of thousands of ballots from New York to Pennsylvania before the 2020 election. Uh, and we learned in the summer of 2021 that U.S. Attorney General uh, U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr ordered the U.S. Attorney in East Pennsylvania to stop investigating these election issues. So here you have somebody who said, "I did it. It was me. I was party to this. I took a truckload of ballots across state lines in flagrant violation." election law. And when the AG started to investigate it, Bill Barr shut it down. Ladies and gentlemen, high-quality, storable food is back in stock, ready to ship right now. We've not been selling food for three months because it was taking several weeks for the food to get packaged and delivered to you. Most of their companies are completely out. But now they have a large spectrum of high-quality food ready to ship. Everything you find at preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com is in stock, ready to ship. So go to preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com and order your high-quality storable food right now, ready to ship to you and your family. With the inflation happening, with the food shortages, with the wars, with the collapsing borders, everything's happening. It is one of the most important decisions you can make is to have high-quality storable food, water filtration, air filtration, and more. And it's not just those items. It's hundreds of other high-quality preparedness items and survival items right now at preparewithalex.com that, again, redirects to preparetoday.com. I would not procrastinate, ladies and gentlemen. One of the most important things you can do is get ahead of inflation now because the inflation is just beginning. It's time.
time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day -day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, so we just heard Bill Barr, Attorney General at the time actually went out of his way to shut down investigations into claims, legitimate, justifiable, verifiable claims by people in positions to know what was going on, in some cases implicating even themselves, saying, I didn't realize it, but I was party to fraud. I was party to bringing tens of thousands, in this case, I'm sure we remember the, the video, truck driver Jesse Morgan, who said he started off being proud to be a part of the election process, he thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm taking ballots. And it never really occurred to him that he was bringing ballots from one state to another and that a truckload of ballots crossing state lines might be a little bit suspicious. It didn't, it didn't occur to him. He proudly carried out his uh, responsibility, except then it got weird when it was time to turn his truck over because as a you know mail delivery person, you're the one responsible for that truck. And if turns up somebody's looking for the truck and it's not there and you were the last one with it, you're going to be in a hell of a lot of trouble. So it's important that you make sure that you're handing off the truck to the right person. You get them to sign off saying, yes, I received it. So then you can go, look, I wasn't the last person with it. This guy took it from me. I delivered it where I was supposed to. And he wanted to do that. And so he took it to where he normally delivers his truck. And they were telling him he couldn't deliver it there. And he thought that was kind of weird. And essentially what happened was the entire process had been taken over by people he didn't recognize. He didn't know where they were from or what organization they were a part of. And they basically forced him to just leave his truck unattended in a parking lot that night. And he went back the next day and the truck was gone. And that's when he started going, what just happened? What was I involved in? None of this is right. They didn't follow the chain of command. As important as it is to have that chain of command for normal mail just so you can avoid – you know, people stealing entire mail trucks, you know, full of goods and, uh, and, you know, letters and everything else. The election, it should be even higher security. It should be even more thorough vetting of the chain of custody or else the ballots aren't valid because you don't know where they came from. And so that's when the guy started getting worried and said, this is not right what just happened. And then he sort of started thinking about it and realized, wait, I was transporting across state lines. And then these people, took the ballots without signing for it and wouldn't tell me who they were. And it was very weird to him. So he went and gave testimony under oath, sworn testimony, in which he delivered this story as a impartial person who, you know, uncovered wrongdoing. Just one of a myriad of similar 
accusations across the entire country, but always and uniquely, specifically in places where the Democrats needed to win. And so Bill Barr, of course, it was revealed later, was the one who shut down the investigation into these claims. U.S. Attorney William McSwain discussed this with uh, Donald Trump and revealed to people that it was Attorney Bill Barr who called him and, quote, screamed at him and told Tony to stop his investigation. Barr claimed it interfered with an FBI investigation. Tony was shortly thereafter removed from the investigation entirely. So, again, credible claim, large-scale, targeted voter fraud at a place that the Democrats absolutely needed to win to win the election when the investigation was launched to find out the veracity of these claims. It was Bill Barr who, in a fury, shut it down and fired the person who was conducting the investigation. So that's who Bill Barr is. But actually, later in his testimony, he sort of gave the game away. In the last clip, we saw him say that the election claims were bullcrap. Use an even harsher word. Which, you know, gives you the sense of they're completely unfounded, completely untrue, totally ignorable, bullcrap, okay? Complete nonsense. But there's another time that he talked about the claims that give a little more light into the reality of the situation. Let's go now to... Uh, Oh, which one is it? It is 21. Yeah, let's go to clip number 21. Spurred by what he saw, Barr told the Associated Press on December 1st that there was no evidence of election fraud. And immediately after Attorney General Barr's statement went public, Mr. Trump berated and he nearly fired Barr. But Barr persisted in telling the president that there was no evidence to support the fraud claims. All right, hold on. Let's pause it real quick, just real quick, before Bill Barr talks. What you're about to hear Bill Barr say is not what that woman just said. Now, the woman just said that Bill Barr claimed to the AP that there was, quote, no evidence of election fraud. Now, listen to Bill Barr say what he actually said. Tell me if you can notice the subtle difference. This got under my skin, but I also felt it was time for me to say something. So on, I had, I set up a, a lunch with the AP reporter, Mike Balsamo, and I told him at lunch, uh, I made the statement um, that to date we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Ah. I had a Let's later- pause it there. See, that's a little bit different, isn't it? There are no there's no evidence of voter fraud is very different to as of date. There's no there's not compelling evidence that fraud of a scale that would turn the election occurred. So what's the implication there? The implication is that there was fraud. It just wasn't wide scale enough. And this is the the game the Democrats always play with the election fraud claims. They go, there was no election fraud. And you go, look, here, provable election fraud right here. People sent to jail for election fraud. And they go, yeah, I know. What I said was no election fraud in the scale that would overturn the election. All right, well, that's very vague. And it also makes the insinuation or implication that in order to sway an election, you would have to have wide-scale, massive, nationwide fraud. It's not necessary. It's completely not necessary, especially when – 
you have what the Democrats have, which is a extremely well-funded and extremely sophisticated informational operation that can identify with exact precision where you need to target to overturn an entire election. And they advertised this. They projected this before the election even happened because they didn't need to commit fraud in every county and every state. That's ridiculous. That's what they're trying to claim Trump and Trump supporters are making. They're trying to say that, well, there wasn't, there wasn't voter fraud, that, that everybody's vote was changed and no vote, no Republican votes were counted, right? They, it's a straw man. They're making up their own claims that we never made and then debunking those and then acting as if they've debunked us. Well, they haven't. So in order to change a nationwide election in America, you only need to identify about five states because about five states are swing states. You can basically tell which way the other states are going. But these five states have enough electoral power to sway all of the other, these others. And these five states don't have equal-sized cities in every county. Most of the states have one major metropolitan center that has a you know, very, very large percentage of the population in that one area. So you don't, have to, you don't have to commit fraud in every county in all 50 states. You don't even have to commit fraud in all 50 states. You don't even have to commit fraud – in all five states, you just have to commit fraud in one county, in one state, five times. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to do. And interestingly enough, every single legitimate claim of voter fraud took place in one of these particular counties. Coincidence? Could be. But again, the Democrats quite literally advertised this. And I remember pointing this out. I believe this clip was before the election ever happened. Because we were showing this going, look, these are the states that they're going to target, and they're announcing it to you right now, and they use none other than Lady Gaga to do it. Let's go to clip number 11 here. Florida, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Florida, or Arizona. There you go. That was that, uh, remember that extremely cringy Lady Gaga appeal to get people to go vote where she's dressed up in camo next to a big truck drinking a beer? <laughs> like she's not some... Some Hollywood princess satanic cabalist. No, we know who you are. But she was just repeating the talking points from the Democrats. And talking points from the Democrats was we don't need to get everybody out to vote. What we need is five states. We're going to tell you these five states. Then you go out and you tell everybody, all of your followers, to go vote in these five states. But meanwhile, we're already infiltrated certain counties in these five states. We're changing votes we're manipulating things and we're going to come out on top in these five so i don't maybe just a massive coincidence it's like even if you didn't know anything else wouldn't it be weird that uh lady gaga you know satanic celebrity just happens to identify the five states where fraud is claimed to have happened before the election takes place and of course she throws florida in there too I think she just misread the script. But this is what happens. The Democrat Party is not shy about this. And there she is singing at the inauguration. They know which states they have to identify. They know which counties they have to get people out at. They put out statements to their constituencies to target these certain areas. But at the same time, they know just a little bit of fraud in these places can go a very long way. We'll show you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen... We have the truth. We have the smoking gun evidence. We know what happened during the 2020 election. 
how the deep state controlled Democrats stole the election. All the proof, absolutely cut and dry. There's no denying it. It's the film 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza, and we have the DVD with the expanded extras available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the DVD with massive discounts when you get it with other films like Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, and the new COVID Land, The Shot, Part 3, that just came out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the film every American must have. This is the most important documentary ever made in U.S. history because it proves that a major presidential election was stolen and it shows how they did it and how they're planning to do it again. Get 2,000 Mules now at InfoWarsStore.com and show it to everyone you can so they don't steal the next election. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll go back to this clip now. Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr. Again, it actually doesn't, it doesn't matter what he thinks except sort of the negative of what the Democrats want to portray. Because... What some CIA operative, we know that, right? We know Will, Bill Barr was head of the CIA, and you don't get to be the head of the CIA if you're not a CIA operative and an agent, and you don't stop being that once you stop being the head. Of, so just so we're clear here, he is a deep state operative who was put into this position. And it really doesn't matter if he thinks something happened or didn't happen, except that he was in the position to determine whether or not those claims should be investigated. So what matters is that he had a predestined uh, bias against the idea of election fraud and refused to look into allegations and actually used his position as United States Attorney General to shut down local investigators from looking into this sort of stuff. Pretty horrifying. So let's go back to this video. Where once again, complete deception is taking place on behalf of the January 6th committee who said Bill Barr said that there were no – there was no voter fraud. Then you hear Bill Barr and he says, well, what I said was that to date we don't have solid evidence of widespread voter fraud enough to overturn an election. Pretty big difference between those two statements. Also, of course, a lot of insinuation or underlying claims embedded in that, one being that you would assume they'd actually investigate it. If I was sitting here and I was going, there is not a swimming pool behind that wall. There's not. There's absolutely not. It's like, well, have you looked behind that wall? No, but there's not. There's absolutely not. Like, if you don't investigate, then your claims mean absolutely nothing. What can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. So again, we're in a show trial here where one agent of the state is pointing to another agent of the state and seeing and saying that person agrees with me case closed. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares what that person has to say except that they are the attorney general, which means they actually use that bias to prevent legitimate investigations from taking place. What we're seeing here, what we're witnessing is the inverted transparent projection of the cover up of the crime that we saw on election day. So, let's go back to this clip of uh, Bill Barr being just the fattest weasel in existence. Let's watch. 
I had a later meeting scheduled at the White House at 3 o'clock with uh, Meadows. Uh, this was previously scheduled, so I knew this was going to come up, and I went over there, and I told my secretary that I thought I would probably be fired and told not to to go home. <laughs> I mean, not to go back to my office, so I said, you might have to pack up for me. And uh, so when I got over there, I met with the chief of staff. He said the president was angry. Uh, he didn't really go get into the issue of the fraud. Uh, and then I went up to Pat Cipollone's office, and we were talking with each other. Uh, and word came down that he wanted us both to go to the Oval. And the president was as mad as I've ever seen him, and he was trying to control himself. And the president said, well, this is you know, killing me. Uh, you didn't have to say this. You must have said this because you hate Trump. You hate Trump. Well, did you have another reason to say it? Did you have another reason to reject outright the claims made by people involved in the fraud? Like this uh, truck driver from Pennsylvania who said, I did it. I helped bring these ballots across state lines. I unknowingly broke the law and helped subvert the election. He made that under oath. Punishable by law, right? He, he made this claim and said, I will go to jail if it's proven I'm lying because I'm not lying. He didn't care. He didn't care. So what was the reason? If you don't hate Trump, what was the reason? And uh, there's really only one possibility here. And now it's being revealed with no uncertainty. I mean, dude was a plant that was there to uh, destroy Trump from the inside. We're seeing exactly how he did it. And he's telling us the steps he took, where he went, who he talked to, and how he brought this conclusion about. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. thing on the January 6th show trial before we move on to some other topics. Well, we'll take your calls, too. It looks like we have a lot of uh, good callers calling in, so we'll, we'll go to you in just a second. Just the final word on this is uh, they, they had a little mix-up here where they're accidentally letting their uh, card show. And it's just kind of funny. The, the headline from um, Gateway Pundit is Liz Cheney throws a tantrum after January 6th panel chairman Benny Thompson rules out Trump criminal referral. Monday marks day two of uh, Liz Cheney's Maoist January 6th show trial. Bernie Thompson, Benny Thompson said on Monday evening that the committee will not be making criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. Uh, he said if the Department of Justice looks at it and assumes there's something that needs further review, I'm sure they'll do it. So, again, it's just weird. It's like we will not be making criminal referrals, but we will be presenting all of our one-sided evidence and our completely falsified faux grand jury investigation to the Department of Justice, and then they might pr- choose to pursue the criminality we reveal. But we're not doing a criminal referral here, okay? But they're all like uh, – all the Democrats are like mad at this. Uh, Liz Cheney, the January 6th Select Committee has not issued a conclusion regarding potential criminal referrals. We will denounce a de- decision on that at, a, at an appropriate time. She's like, don't don't tell people that we're not doing this. We are doing that. We're, we're breaking – the constitution in half we're violating the constitution and you know we're setting a precedent here so we have to we have to get this done we have to show that we can go after our political opponents and you know viciously tar them in the mainstream media uh, and we can do whatever we want none of this like oh we respect the division of 
the sections of government, oh, we like the balance of, of power and checks and balances. No, no, we're, we're destroying all of that. We're running roughshod over all of that. But it's like, it, you know, and then A.G. Garland, uh, current attorney general, gives an ominous warning to Trump saying, I'm watching the January 6th hearing, and I can assure you January 6th prosecutors are watching as well. So it's almost like, um, again, I'm just trying to think of another like personal metaphor where you can just take it into a, an individual scale and understand what's happening where they're like just so obviously from the very beginning, from before they even launched the, the committee, from the impeachment, it was like, oh, this is you're, – you're just trying to fabricate something to go after Trump. And there's like, no, no, we just love the Constitution, OK? We just love the Constitution. Like, it goes back to Russiagate. They're like, oh, we think Russia – we think Trump is uh, Russian, so we need to surveil all of his people and we need to co- cooperate with EMSM to spread lies. And we need to uh, get access to all of his devices and we need to hamper his entire – and it's like, oh, you just hate Trump then. They're like, no, no, we're just, we're just so scared of Russia. We're so scared of Russian interference. It's so legitimate what we're doing. And you're just like, no, it's not. You're going after Trump. Now the January 6th committee, OK, you're just going to – you're trying to, to create criminal charges for Trump. You're trying to – Use your powers, congressman, to override the separation of powers and uh, provide criminal referrals to the Department of Justice because you want to arrest Trump because he's your political opponent. And they're like, no, no, it was just a, it was just that we it was just the January 6th was a terrorist attack. OK, and we're investigating it. And we're 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 so mad that that our democracy almost got destroyed. Oh, God, oh, we're so mad at the authoritarianism. Okay, and it's just like it key, everything that comes out, they're like inching more and more towards like, yeah, we're actually going after Trump. Yeah, we really are. And they're just like trying to hide it, but it's like so obvious. Like the metaphor would just be when your, your kid has chocolate ice cream all over his face and you're like, did you eat the chocolate ice cream? And they're just like, no, I didn't. Okay, I really didn't. It's just like, yeah, we see. There's chocolate all over your face. It was definitely you. So it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous that they're trying to play this game of like we rep- we we love the separation of powers we would never dare violate the- it's all this is all about the constitution what we're doing when it's just could not be more obvious that they're going after Trump they're trying to destroy him and it's they're doing it in a uh, a blatant and, and and um blunt way it's also obvious uh, let's go out to your phone calls now we've got uh I want to hear from Larry in Florida his comments on Bill Barr let's go in Larry you're on the air Hey, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to share a little history that might have uh, been helpful if President Trump had had that when he was looking at uh, appointing somebody to to succeed Sessions, who was, uh, by the way, a Democrat in Alabama and really not liked by conservatives Mm -hmm. uh, 40 years ago. So, sidebar, look at Bill Barr's pedigree. First of all, look where which president he worked for, part of the frankly, the Bush crime syndicate. And if you look at some of the projects he worked on, but if you go back, and it's the same kind of thing we see with most of these uh, cabals, Uh, his father was, among other things, one of the original OSS folks Mm -hmm. that preceded the CIA, was then a CIA operative, and ultimately then the left the government to run the Dalton School, which is a fairly well-known private school in New York. And uh, lo and behold, while he was there, some strange things happened, not the least of which is uh, they had a professor come on board who didn't have a college degree and hung around for a year or two. 
named Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. And after, and, and maybe if you, you all know this, I mean, and I'm just sharing it with listeners. And after he ultimately retired, Bill Barr's dad, uh, he wrote some science fiction novels. You can go out there and find them. Uh, and basically the theme, I mean, other than they were science fiction and taking place in space, it was about basically slavery and pedophilia. Hmm. And so when you wonder about Bill Barr, I can assure you that by the time he had been in the Bush administration, he was compromised. But it, it's the pedigree. Hmm. And he's just, he was part of the deep state. And uh, President Trump got some bad advice. Uh, President Trump did a lot of great things, but sometimes his hiring wasn't the best in, you know, uh, vetting those yeah. folks. Is tough. That's an so under, understatement to, of the year, Larry, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and, and I wanted to share that. And then the other piece, uh, uh, just an absolute and uh, positive comment. Uh, Mike Adams uh, yesterday just knocked it out of the park. Uh, Mike's not the first one, as you know, to get into that. Uh, there were some scientists and some doctors in Europe that really started getting into what's in this uh, the the clot shot. Which yeah, well, it turns I'll t- out I'll tell the clot's what, not really I, a clot. I hope it. I hope it came across on video because as I was looking at it in person in the studio, it was hard not to not to throw up. Honestly, I mean, it was some of the, that was some of the most disturbing stuff I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, showing the blood clots from uh, removed from people who died as a result of vaccine injury. Uh, we've actually got uh, another caller who called in about that same topic yesterday. So obviously this is having a, a big impact. So I, I want to go to them in just a second. But thank you so much for the call, Larry. Thank you for, yes, once again, refreshing our memory as to the corrupt cabal of which uh, the Barr family was a part, the Bush family was a part. These are legacy uh, networks that they established. And if you want to know the real history of the world, it is the history of the intelligence agencies. And you have to understand that as early as the 70s, the CIA uh, has been run by an organization out of uh, France that's controlled by the Rothschilds. And this is all detailed in um, the Eagle 2 document. All of it has to do with drug running. All of it has to do with uh, fomenting wars and creating uh, income source, income streams so you can carry out uh, black site operations without oversight from the government and you know, I, I said on Twitter the other day, it's good that they use the term intelligence community because that's what it is. It's not an organization. It's a community of individuals who have their own agenda and who have loyalty to each other and to this community over the state itself and the organization. Preparetoday.com. Preparetoday.com. We have created a one-stop shop to get the highest quality storable foods ready to ship that are in stock with hundreds of award-winning certified preparedness survival items. That's why preparetoday.com is a one-stop shop. You can also follow preparewithalex.com. It takes you right to the same site, and it's our huge sponsor funding our operation. So Americans and others can get ready, be self-sufficient, and fund the info war while saving massive amounts of money on critical items they need. And, of course, getting things delivered to them quickly because it's in stock. Preparetoday.com. The only way you fail is not visiting. Preparetoday.com. There's not a question now whether you need this or not. You need it. Before, it was just a backup plan and insurance. This isn't insurance. This is survival. Preparetoday.com. Preparetoday.com. And I'll see you there.
Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're about to go to Paul in Connecticut. He wants to talk about the show yesterday, The Alex Jones Show with Mike Adams, in which Mike Adams performed a live microscope uh, survey of blood clots, although they're not blood clots, a bizarre... I don't even know how to describe it. A uh, He called it, uh, I wish I could remember exactly what he called it. He called it a, a natu- natural structure or something. But essentially, you know, people who have gotten the vaccine get these, they look like like wet ramen noodles, but in people's veins, then they block arteries and they kill the people. And so we were looking at it and it was incredibly disturbing and uh, hugely impactful, obviously. Really incredible stuff. And again, it was just sort of a bizarre experience, like seeing it in person and watching it, you know, actually be played live through the microscope. It was a really incredible thing. And, uh, you know, just it's, it's more information that is not, people aren't paying attention to it. They're coming out with this ridiculous sudden adult death syndrome as if we don't have the explanation as to how this is happening. All of this stuff is what InfoWars has been trying to warn people about since before the vaccine even rolled out the dangers of this experimentation. And uh, hopefully you can support what we do here as we continue to make incredible news and come out with really bombshell headlines. It's all courtesy of InfoWarsStore.com. We are sponsored entirely by you, viewers like you, who go to InfoWarsStore.com, take advantage of the massive sales, buy supplements, buy products, buy T-shirts, wear it out, spread the message, share the links, and fund us, and we will continue to fearlessly go after the just inordinate lies of those in power that are quite literally killing us. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. Band.video is where you go to share these links and spread this message. And of course, if you want to look at any of the stories that we cover uh, during this show or even don't get to, I publish my entire show note list of articles to my substack at Harrison Hill Smith com, and if you sign up to be a member of that substack you also get access to uh, a podcast and I, I just put up my uh, second episode this morning so go to substack go to harrisonhillsmith.substack.com to find that uh, latest post there it is with that we go back out to the phone calls Paul in Connecticut what did you think about the show yesterday with Mike Adams Mike hit it out of the park he did not just hit out of the park he just won the World Series on this deal. Right. I'm telling you, <laughs> Grand Slam. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It, my, uh, uh, I mean, what what to you was sort of uh, what makes you say that? Like, what about the show yesterday was so impactful to you? Impactful, just just seeing his photos. I mean, what he's showing mm. in his microscope. Yeah, it's awesome. I kind of knew about this stuff. I've been following your show for a few years. I, I follow Mike Adams a lot on his own. Uh, show his own podcast so i'm kind of familiar with him a lot uh he's a genius i mean he is a true scientific mind it's he's one person that i i really sort of been intimidated talking to because you know science was never my strong suit and uh 
you know, I might generally know some things about science, but I don't know the, the vocabulary or anything. So I sort of say things to him and he sort of gives me this look like, oh, I see what you're trying to say. You know, sort of a pitying look. I, you know, okay, yeah, I get what you're trying to say. But he just is such a wealth of scientific knowledge that uh, it is actually intimidating because he, he knows his stuff so well. And the images yesterday were incredibly disturbing. And trust me, they were more disturbing in person, folks. It was – I was like gagging watching this happen, just this uh, – this thing that's been pulled out of someone's veins that looks like some sort of, you know, uncooked seafood dish. It's just horrific. Really, really incredible stuff. I'm glad it, uh, I'm glad it made an impact on you, Paul. And, and yeah, seeing it live and seeing him conduct that experiment, you know, in real time was, uh, was really an incredible, incredible thing. And people didn't think this was happening. It's absolutely happening. And, and we were looking at the physical evidence of it yesterday. So go check it out, folks, and share that link at band.video. Yeah. Uh, I got another thing. Uh, I'm a local radio off. station. I'm a local radio station. We're talking about yeah, 2,000 mules going around. People are watching it. You're making an impact somewhere. Yeah, that's that's great to see. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are pointing to that and just going, waiting for January 6th committee to bring this up. Of course, they're not going to. Thanks so much for the Paul call, and uh, thank you for the uh, transition, because we actually have Jefferson in Virginia who called about the movie 2000 mules uh jefferson thank you so much for calling in you are on the air hey good morning harrison great morning. show <clears throat> yeah uh these uh these are not blood clots we shouldn't call them blood clots these are blood vessel obstructions right. blood vessel obstructions right <laughs> self-assembling blood vessel obstructions. that's um, what they are yeah the uh 2000 mules is misnamed i think on purpose it's an understatement on uh, D'Souza's part uh, we, if you watch the movie certainly you know that the criteria for the mules is that they have to go to 10 drop boxes and they have to go to the ngos that provide the ballots i think 5 times if you just lower the criteria to go into the drop boxes 5 times you have 54000 mules on the payroll from mark zuckerberg paying them 540 million dollars Right. Or $450 million, whatever it is, half a billion dollars, to do this criminal activity. It, it strains credulity that nobody in the government under Bill Barr was investigating what was going on with Zuckerberg and these, these NGOs prior to the election. Certainly, they should have had somebody infiltrate the organization and say, we have you know, any number of uh, whistleblowers that can, can document what was going on there. It's amazing that they somehow overlooked this with all the surveillance we have going on domestically. Right. Well, I mean, you know, of course, you, like myself, are still stuck in this uh, paradigm of of wanting to believe that the American government would be concerned about something like this happening. Hmm, a billionaire paying half a, a billion dollars to fund, you know, vote collection schemes completely in violation of the law. Yeah, if we lived in a normal country. Clearly, that would be investigated. Clearly, that would not be acceptable. The problem, of course, is that we are in the Great Reset neo-fascist, uh, neo-feudal paradigm where uh, Mark Zuckerberg is, for all intents and purposes, a, a controller of the world, an unelected uh, politician who is in very close cooperation with uh, those actually and duly elected. So, uh, you know, uh, all of this is in cooperation with one another. One of the major pieces of evidence of Fraud that took place that has been revealed were the Detroit leaks in which the Detroit you know, poll workers were being trained on how to throw away people's ballots because people would show up to the poll and they'd say, I'd like to vote. 
And the person, the poll worker would go, oh, you already voted. I have your absentee ballot right here. And the person would say, I didn't vote, though. I didn't send in an absentee ballot. I don't know who sent you a ballot, but it wasn't me. And if it has my name on it, that was not mine. And they're instructed and the leaks, you can hear the instructor telling them what to do. And at that point, what you do is you give them a provisional ballot. You say, okay, well, it must be a mistake. Here's a provisional ballot. That person who says they've never voted and is there to vote in person, they fill out the provisional ballot, turn it into the poll worker. The poll worker throws that provisional ballot away and goes with the one that they have on file. So, you know, it, it all it all happens in coordination. It all happens in cooperation. You have people who, you know, uh, steal the mail-in ballots or get the mail-in ballots that don't belong to them, fill them out for somebody else, send them in, which it wouldn't be counted. It shouldn't be counted because – Big problem. The person shows up on the day to vote and goes, that's not my ballot. Well, now there's conflict and and you got an issue, but not if you train the poll workers to just throw that person's provisional ballot away and go with the one that was sent in. So, you know, we don't know who these mail-in ballots belong to that people were uh, turning in. We don't know if the people that they belong to were the ones filling them out or if other people were. And once they're in the system, they're the one that's counted. Even if the person themselves come and says, I did not send in a mail-in ballot. It doesn't matter. They were trained to lie. They were trained to deceive. They were trained to pretend like the provisional ballot would be counted when in reality they were throwing it in the trash and using the mail-in ballot that had no chain of custody, no you know verification uh, in terms of whether it was actually from the right person. So all of this had to sort of happen in, in coordination. You couldn't have one without the other. You couldn't just send in someone's mail-in ballot and then let that person – let the real person show up to the poll and, and blow your whole uh, operation. So – if you're going to send in the falsified mail-in ballots, you have to also have the uh, poll workers trained to use those ballots even when they were told by the person that they didn't send them in. So, yeah, the, the government's not going to go after Mark Zuckerberg. They were in cooperation with him. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because of the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, VasoBeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. Ladies and gentlemen, high-quality, storable food is back in stock, ready to ship right now. We've not been selling food for three months because it was taking several weeks for the food to get packaged and delivered to you. Most other companies are completely out. But now they have a large spectrum of high-quality food ready to ship. Everything you find at preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com is in stock, ready to ship. So go to preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com and order your high-quality, storable food right now, ready 
ready to ship to you and your family. With the inflation happening, with the food shortages, with the wars, with the collapsing borders, everything's happening. It is one of the most important decisions you can make is to have high-quality, storable food, water filtration, air filtration, and more. And it's not just those items. It's hundreds of other high-quality preparedness items and survival items right now at preparewithalex.com that, again, redirects to preparetoday.com. I would not procrastinate, ladies and gentlemen. One of the most important things you can do is get ahead of inflation now because the inflation is just beginning. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to go straight out to your phone calls here. In the next hour, I'll be joined by Sophie Corcoran, a journalist from the UK who wants to talk about gun control. It's one of these things. It's like, things just happen so rapidly here. It's just the destruction is on such full bore. It's like two days ago they announced a gun control bill, which is in complete violation of the Second Amendment. And, uh, here one day later, it's like it's like not even news anymore. It's like nobody's been talking about it. So we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to uh, get the perspective from a uh, a Brit, from a British person who lives in a place with extreme gun control and what it's like as a young woman denied the right and ability to defend yourself in a country increasingly replete with criminal elements. Very excited to talk to her, and we will do that in the next hour but for now let's go out to your phone calls once again we've got i want to go to jimmy in portland jimmy in portland says everything is insane where he lives jimmy do you live on the planet earth because <laughs> i think we all feel that way <laughs> yeah um it is it's insane here it really is um just like so i've been listening to you guys since like 2010 Nice. And um, a lot of stuff my buddy told me about that turned me on to you guys. It just sounded crazy to me. Like, no way this happened. You know, no way 9-11 was an inside job. You know, that was done by terrorists. Right. And the more I looked into it, it's like, holy, sh- holy crap, dude, this guy's right. Like, the world's right. kind of crazy. And it's like, and I hear Alex talk about all this stuff and, you know, the trans movement and all this. And it's like, I'm starting to notice it with, like, my stepchildren that go to public school here. Oh, it's no. like, for one, you know, like, they claim, you know, because they're like they're part uh, Mexican and part, you know, uh, native, and they got, you know, they're white too. Right. And it's like they claim everything but the whiteness, and right. it's like they're they're ashamed of it actually. And then my stepdaughter is just like so obsessed with the pronoun thing, and it's it's just crazy to me. And it's like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was kind of a nerd in high school, you know, and stuff. I, I used to play D and D, and I used to think, how cool would it be if more people role played? Right. But, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like this, this is crazy. Like, I'm, you know, you get scolded for not playing their game with them and it's right. crazy. It's like, no, no, that's not the case. It's like you're a boy or you're a girl. That's it. There's no in between. You know, if that's how, that's how you feel mentally. Maybe there's something wrong upstairs and maybe we need to get that evaluated. You know? Right. 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 It's, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I, I pity you, man. I, and I'm, I'm worried about when my kid starts to go to school. Cause and you can you can try to raise your kids right, but ninety percent of their interactions once they start going to school are with kids who are raised in a completely different environment from them and being talked to and taught by authorities who believe things in complete contradiction to your own beliefs. So 
you know, that's that's why, again, I don't think it's actually a viable solution to just like homeschool and get your kids out. We need to take these schools over and prevent this stuff from being taught to kids. Because, again, you know, if you were to convince your daughter or even, you know, if your daughter was was level headed about this stuff. Every one of her friends is going to be applying social pressure to her every single day to try to bring this stuff about. I mean, it's it's an overwhelming issue that starts right. at the at the top with the school authorities, you know, pumping this information out. It's horrific, man. And it's like, honestly, I know the answer is to try and take back your. But it's like, I'm not from here. I'm from Florida, so this is a big culture shock to me to right. see things the way they are over here. And it's like, and honestly, if I was to run for any kind of local office. Around here, I wouldn't get any votes at all. They're all every. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many uh, Ukraine flags I see flying around here. How many uh, old white people have the Black Lives Matter signs in their yards? And freaking, you know, science is real. We believe in science, except for when it comes to the vaccine, of course. You know, yeah, or gender. You know? yeah, right, like, right. We believe in certain <laughs> science. Yeah, as long as it fits our narrative. It's wow. Good. But it's like, you know, love is love is for all. And it's like, you know, and the, the whole the whole pride thing, it's like, OK, I'm OK. Like, whatever you do in your own time, you know, who you love, that's your business, man. But like, don't push it on the kids. That's my biggest thing is don't push it on the kids because let them make their own decisions. They turn out to be gay or whatever the case may be when they grow up. So be it. I'm not going to love my kids any less, but I don't want it forced down their throat. Right. Right. No, absolutely. You know, you're exactly right. And uh, it's it's terrific how it's happening. I'm I'm still still really thinking about your comment about Dungeons and Dragons, because I, you know, I think part of the downfall of this civilization, I can't remember who said it first, might have been like Moldbug or something. There's some thinker that that has a whole piece on this and stuck in my mind, just the idea that it all started with revenge of the nerds when corporations realized they could merchandise the outsider, then Everything fell apart. So I remember being in middle school and, you know, it, just the difference between like, because I remember being told I'd carried around D&D books, Dungeons Dragons books, and she'd go, uh, only weirdos and nerds play that. And I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm a weirdo and a nerd then, bro. Like, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll be the outsider then. And I can't imagine like, because part of it is just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little weird. Like, sorry, you know, I get it. Yeah, I'm not like you people. And that's, that's fine. It's okay to be abnormal, but now the thing is like, um, no, you have to think that what I'm doing is awesome, and if you don't, if you aren't also supportive of what I'm doing, then you're hateful against me. It's like, no, just have some self confidence, and it's fine to be a little bit different. It's fine. It's right. totally fine. I feel like I feel like as long as I'm not actively out there hating on people, I shouldn't have to wear a Black Lives Matter for people to know that I don't hate black people. Like that's stupid. That's so stupid. Like, I shouldn't have to have a gay pride. Uh, flag flying either to let people know I don't hate gay people. Like you guys, just stop with the virtue signaling, man. Like live your lives, you know. Be you. You know yourself better than anybody else. Yep. So yeah, yeah. No, I I completely agree with you, and it's uh it's pretty horrific. What's uh what's happening these days with uh, the poor kids? Oh, thanks so much for your call, Jimmy. I I pity you living there behind enemy lines, but uh but keep right. it up and remind your kids it's okay to be white, and in fact. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty fantastic. Right. Oh, one, one more thing, Harrison. The yeah. toothpaste is awesome. Love the toothpaste. I'm kind of I'm kind of poor right now. I got fired from my job at the hospital because I didn't take the job. Oh my gosh! And so I had to take a job at Amazon, making about eight dollars less an hour than I make. But uh, I try to support you every way I can. Uh, definitely, I brush my teeth every day, so I buy the toothpaste all the time. 
Fantastic. And that and brain force. Brain force is awesome too. You should. Uh, my crew is telling me to tell you to sabotage Amazon from the inside. Work <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> I, I wish I could, buddy. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your support. We really do appreciate it, man. And, you know, hopefully, and, you know, the crew was, they get on me a little bit and I'm glad that they do because I actually have a little, I have a little sticker in my office that says like, uh, you know, a lot more hearts can be won over by, um, I can't remember what the phrase is now, but basically stop, don't condemn, don't condemn people. Don't, uh, you know, talk down to people. Uh, and the crew is concerned that, that the audience will think I'm talking down to them. If you're hearing this, you're not the one I'm talking down to. I'm, I'm trying to, or I hope in a way, I can just express how you feel. And I can be saying things that you're like, yes, this is what I want to say to all these idiot scumbag, moron, Democrat, whatever's out there. So uh, just so everybody knows, like, I, I hope that at least, you know, people like Jimmy in Portland having to live surrounded by rainbow Ukrainian flags and, you know, little kids being being demonized uh you know hopefully we can at least be his voice of outrage at all of the absurdity that we see uh everywhere for the people in the chat i played a ranger i played a ranger in dungeons and dragons dual wielding it was awesome uh let's go back up to the phone calls we've got about two minutes left in this segment maybe i'll and I was going to play a video in the first five of the next. Maybe I'll just finish up with phone calls in the first five of the next segment. So let's go to Max in Kansas uh, for the last minute and a half here. Thanks for calling in, Max. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, man. Um, so I just called in to give a message to you and everyone listening. It's something that I think everyone needs to truly hear. Um, so the world that you grew up in, that my parents grew up in, that my grandparents grew up in, is gone. It's right. replaced corrupted, forgotten, destroyed, and controlled, and strongly weakened. And our country is going down a dark path I thought I'd never see it go down. Right. Um, but I was wrong. And what we as Americans have experienced and witnessed these past few years, and is, it's something that I don't think most people can fully comprehend. The destruction of our rights, the loss of liberty, the indoctrination of the society, the removal of God in a real moral fabric. And when I see and hear others making fun of people like you and I in the Infowars audience, I not only feel sorry, but I pray for them. Mm. I pray for their awakening. I pray that God may reveal himself to them and gift them with knowledge. For knowledge and truth are our most powerful weapons against this satanic cabal. And you know, as they laugh, they do nothing but harm themselves and their families' futures yeah. that we are so dearly attempting to save. Because they they will soon see. They, they'll see. And anymore, looking around at kids, my age, straight freedom, like it's frivolous and has no meaning or shouldn't be a focus of our nation— it really does frighten me, Harrison, because, you know, decades ago, whether you agreed with some people's views or not, there was seem- seemingly a shared value amongst people who disagreed on things, the love of our nation, and the appreciation of our rights. And we've lost all of that. No, you're exactly right. Very, very well said, Max. And just sticking in, like, the D&D mindset, I'm just picturing, like, you know, the Shire, the Hobbit Shire. So, like, imagine living in the Shire, and there's a bunch of orcs, uh, you know, burning things, and people are acting like, yeah, it's still the good old Shire. No, the Shire's dead. We live in an orc world now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe, who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. 
because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's a thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting.